Hello, and welcome to the My Leap of Faith podcast. My name is Gabrielle Genter, and I'm going to take you on my journey of living a life that felt completely inauthentic and unfulfilling, to discovering myself through the help of energy healers, shamanic practices, grounding in nature, plant medicines, and learning to trust my own intuition. This is a journey of being stripped raw to the place of knowing no thing, as it is there we are able to open our hearts to everything and create a new existence on Mother Earth. My hope is to demystify the process of becoming one with your higher self and sharing your light from that place, and I want to bring you along for the ride. Told me one morning, right? Child, you've got to run on my back Farther than you've ever gone before Deeper than you've ever known before Right Hello and welcome back to the podcast Today is going to be a story time And it is an update on my walk-in experience. So if you haven't heard that episode, it's number 50. And I highly recommend going back to listen to that one as I'm going to pick up from that point. So I found out about uh, almost, let's see, a a year and a half ago that I was a walk-in. And in that, I'm just going to say briefly what a walk-in is. It's at some point in your um, soul's journey in this incarnation, it had made a contract with another soul to leave this vessel and allow another one in, in a walk-in situation. Now, for me, this happened back when I was uh, 19 years old, and it happened when I it's weird because of course so much has happened since I found out um, about being a walk-in. So now I can go more deeper into the story. But at that point in my life, I was in college and I had a a relationship with someone that was um, abusing himself in front of me. And, you know, I had picked up this kind of learned pattern. And at the time, obviously, I didn't know I was an empath. So I didn't realize I was just mirroring what I had seen. But again, in the big picture, it's all perfect because that person came into my life to help me with this process of the other soul leaving. And I, you know, I'm grateful. So yeah, I've been shown that back then when my original soul was ready to leave. It found this kind of abusive relationship. And I got to the point where I then tried to take my own life. And it was in that, that action, that letting go of, of me thinking that I was done with this world, that then the, the walk-in soul started to come in. Now I like, I think back and I look at that time in my life and yeah, I physically changed. I got like, I think I, um, shaved my head at that time. It's when I changed my name. I added the L E to the name and I went through a very like this period of discovering again who I was. Like I, I didn't know at the time I was studying uh, biology and I, I took courses in every, every area and I ended up landing on fine art and then I explored that. And then I ended up moving to Europe and I, I became a a piece of me or I became a part of something that wasn't 
like on my trajectory of where I was going. And now I can clearly see that. But back then, you know, I don't know. I just thought this is life and I have this opportunity and I'm going to just live life to the fullest. So then, you know, my whole life unfolded and I thought I have to get a job. I have to be normal. I stopped dyeing my hair black. I, uh, you know, I, I, I started acting (laughs) normal in this vessel and that part of me existed, um, almost 15 years. I stayed in that I need to provide for myself. I need to be responsible. I need to have a career and that conditioning in my own life took over any possibility for the walk-in to even have space in my vessel. However, before I got to that place, when I was traveling and studying, I would say 100% the walk-in was in because I look back at the art I was creating back then and I moved to Milan and I was studying fashion and art direction and the things that I created were coming through me for sure. And I, I remember feeling at one because time would stand still when I would be in those projects. And then I let that die. That part of me just died. And it it was interesting because I stopped creating art completely when I decided I need to be, you know, a, a serious individual and whatever. So yeah, I stopped even allowing that self to have light in this body. So fast forward to a year and a half ago of all of this kind of understanding coming in and me now realizing what actually happened back then. Um, I didn't know. I I think a lot of people talk about being a walk-in, but not a lot of people talk about the actual process. And so to me, I, I have needed time. I didn't know what that meant. You know, I shared when I found out that I was, but I also didn't know what, what does that even mean? You know, what, what exactly did I agree to and what exactly is this new or this, this walk-in energy wanting out of this vessel? So it's been a process and there's at times where yes, it's a hundred percent in. And then there's at times where my ego is a hundred percent in and I find that, of course, when I do plant medicine, it the the being comes into my body and I know the feeling of her and I know how tall she is and I know how she moves and I I can feel the difference. And I and I know that when that happens, it's like this it's called soul braiding that's happening. And it's each time that it's happened. I think up until recently it had happened three times and always in ayahuasca. And when that happens, it's like a, our frequencies are dancing, you know, and I'm allowing that energy to be completely in. But I would say that my vessel, me and my ego personality is not yet at 100% the frequency of that energy. So that's what soul braiding is. And that process, um, at least in the stories that I've heard, can take years. It's not like it just happens overnight. I mean, I think maybe for some it could, but the reason it takes so long is that it's like an integration. And you guys know, I put my life out there. I don't have an attachment to people's um, reflection of what I say. 
I speak my truth and I hold that as sacred and that's what I'm here to do so that other people cannot feel so alone in the world. So that part is 100% aligned, but there are, I would say, more complex structures that are trying to come into this body that I don't, I don't put up a fight to, but I also have a, a life and I, I, I have normal seas in my life that I, I do, you know, maintain and I do, uh, I guess not that they're hard to let go of because I'm okay with letting go of things, but there's still a part of me that is wanting to be human. You know, I, I don't know how else to describe it. And, and the feeling of allowing this, um, walk in, in completely means pretty much letting go of my personality. And I'm not, I don't know. So <laughs> I don't want to say I'm not ready because I obviously agreed to this and I am moving forward in the evolution of this, but I have resisted. I'll say that I have put on the brakes because I wasn't a hundred percent ready. And I think that's why the soul braiding takes so long because if uh, a walk-in energy comes into your body, it can cause like total, um, like probably schizophrenia or even like where you don't even know who you are anymore. And, and you probably wouldn't understand your surroundings and you wouldn't, it would be very chaotic. So I know the process is happening so that the vessel is still safe and secure and adjusted and can understand the levels that we're going as, as it's moving up into a higher frequency. So yes, so as far as I know, okay, the, the walk-in has been in my body for um, over 20 years, but I have only been conscious of it or her for a year and a half. And, you know, I have been very honest with you guys. I have gone through a, a rebirth back in December, and that was the last time she came into my body until recently. And I felt like, you know, there was so many adjustments that were made to the vessel. And it was like a, a definitely a shedding and opening up to love. A lot of things changed, obviously, in my life since December, but I have always been this person that is allowing the process to unfold in the time that it's supposed to unfold. Like, for example, when I first started seeing the matrix, like I was ready for that next leap into that dimension where I could start seeing more than what I was seeing. Right. But then it took me about a year to adjust to that. So it's not like I go out every day in my meditation and I'm like, open up more, open up more, <laughs> because it's, it's an integration that I want to wrap around consciously before I open up to anything, the next level. And so in saying that when I had that rebirth, I went in, I felt like a contraction and then an expansion into love. But then I felt like I had to go back in because I felt like I don't really know how to be this reborn part of myself in, in my now reality. And 
I think that is a big part of why I have needed time off. You know, I've needed time to go in my own process. And interestingly enough, like people had reached out to me during that period. I didn't even get the messages (laughs) because I think there was this bubble that was created around me that made me really go inward into the process. And, you know, now in hindsight, this whole story time is going to be about all of the things that brought me to today and how instead of just saying this is how it unfolded, I want you guys to see that it's literally the steps and the signs, because to me, the the journey is the most important thing. It's not about me being a walk-in. It's about now the journey of embodying the higher self and, and me. So in, um, on June 1st, and I, I went back and I looked at dates cause I wanted to be very clear about how this has unfolded. So on June 1st, which was about a week after my last ayahuasca ceremony, I joined a mystery school. And, um, for me, this was, an unknown, you know, I wasn't something I was looking for, but it presented itself, uh, as like, almost like, um, a support system where in the energy tribe, I feel like I hold the space of others that are raising their vibration, but I never have had people or a group that I could go deep with. And I mean, like to the depths of like these things that come out of me, (laughs) you know, Um, and I never felt like I had anyone to push me in and put and by that, I mean, like question, bring up questions in my own process to where then I started digging deeper into finding answers that I otherwise would have been like, well, do I really am I ready to go that deep? So in this um, process of joining this mystery school, I have had now a support group to like feel safe in sharing stuff that I and myself don't even haven't embodied yet, but yet I can bounce ideas off of others and and also get reflections back in, in their own process. And then that like it, it, in a way it it's like a a mind explosion in me because they will be at a different point in that process than I am. And like, it's the feeding off and the energy off of each other that has evolved me into understanding and even wanting to have this conversation today. So, um, I have always known that I don't identify as, you know, someone's coming to take us onto ships or that I have uh, spirit guides or that I have angels. And the reason I've never identified with that, again, now it's very clear to me, is because I am a different type of soul. I'm in, the higher soul is not just giving me a fraction of itself. It has decided to embody in this, in this vessel. Right. And I've known that, but it's like how I, you know, I don't know. I'm, am am I getting like 15% of that higher soul? And now I know that's not the case. So why do I understand that I don't have spirit guides and I don't have angels and that I am those things is because I am the higher soul speaking through this vessel, especially in those um, 
moments where I'm connected and I'm communing with them. And that's why I always say they, because I know there's multiple uh, energies moving through that higher soul and coming down to me. Now, it has only been, again, recently, and again, I, I, I had a hypnosis session, and I always tell you guys these things because when you're ready and when you are ready to go into your next level you know, of, of raising your frequency or your understanding, hypnosis, again, no plant medicine involved, but hypnosis is a way to consciously understand what's happening. And I had a session and um, on July 13th with Allison Co. And she has asked if she can share it on her channel, which I agreed to. So when that comes out, I will share it. I mean, of course, there was so mind blowing things in my own life that are were so helpful. But you know, she believes it's helpful for many people. And I, as I share my life with you guys, I also agree. So, but I do want to share the things um, that really stood out for me and how I am now here today. So the first thing that I, when I went into the hypnosis was I felt this kind of cord coming out of the top of my head and it went into this kind of, um, like sphere sphere space above me and it felt like I it like it was a movable space like I could move in it but and of course Allison is are you in a spaceship no 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 it wasn't a spaceship and I was like it, it wasn't like I'm seeing you know uh, <laughs> instruments nothing like that but I realized it was a Merkaba and in that Merkaba was my higher self. And again, I've, I've felt her. I know what she feels like. I, I intuit that she's blue. I know she's very tall. I know she's very long fingers. And I was in that, in the hypnosis, I was in the body of the higher self versus normally it comes down into this vessel. But in that position, I could see and I was speaking very clearly about all of the fractals that I always talk about and say they, they are there, yes, and they all work through the higher vessel, which I knew. But what I didn't know is that there is a, a, a crystal at the center of the being in, in my higher self, like it's right at the heart center chakra. And in that crystal, she explained that all of the other fractals, whatever they're sharing from the dimension that they're at, their information first goes through that crystal and then comes down the cord to me. And the reason was because she was explaining that it's clarified through the higher self to then come down to me and 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 what is shared is what's pertinent. And she made clear that each of the 12 dimensions have their own perspective. And so if they were communicating directly to me, Gabrielle, they I would get their spin on something versus if it's going through that crystal in the higher self, it's clarified to then download into me, which is a, a like a cleaner, purer, clarified state, right? So that's how I understood that there were multiple different energies working through that center because it's it's not like I I feel a personality with it, but it's almost like 
Like some things will be super scientific. Some will be like based in love. Some like it, they're all over the place. And I, I would say it's a feeling. I, I just have always felt the different energies as they move into me. And in that I was shown, yes, this is what's happening. Now you can see how it works. And, and Allison asked, so where else are you as a higher soul? Can we go to other dimensions? And, and she made very clear, no, this is where we're staying. This is where our priority is right now. So now I understand the higher soul isn't just giving me 25% of it. It's literally right above me in by this cord. And it's saying that it's not leaving. It, it doesn't go, it doesn't leave my body ever. It's always here. And essentially it's waiting for me to embody it, right? Which I, again, I know, and it's there. Um, but, it, you know, it's a process. So I, I, I try to not have any attachment or um, like projections on how this should play out. So I had given Allison a list of questions and and one of the big ones was, as I'm creating these courses, I have shown you guys the essentially what I call the sacred journey, which is the entry level into yourself. And it is the, I would call level one of ascension. But in that, I've also been working on the next level. And that's kind of the stuff that I'm just now downloading and getting into and understanding. And to me, that at this point will be called owning your light. And so I have gotten just a lot of uh, feelings and, and I had created this deck of images and inspirations and like feelings that were coming through for that part. And one of the big energies that kept coming through was this avatar energy. And I, I mean, I guess like we know the movie. I, I mean, I don't know. I've heard avatars are like Jesus Christ. You know, I, I've heard of what avatar energy is, but I didn't know why is it coming and what, what am I teaching about it? I mean, I know I'm supposed, it's definitely holding space in this, this deck of what's going to come out, but I don't understand it. So that was one of my questions that I wanted to understand. And essentially what unfolded is that Avatar energy, so in the past, we've known them to come through as like deities or as Christ figures and into our histories and what we have known as an avatar. But at this point in the evolution of this planet, um, there is avatar energy that's working through, I would say, all light workers. Um, and the way it, I felt it was there's this energy that is surrounding the planet and the more connected we are to our own um, higher self and structures above our eighth chakra, you're able to <laughs> pull down that avatar energy. And they showed it like a, a spiral, or I kept saying a hurricane or a, a, a tornado, because that's what it looks like. So it's... um. It moves in a clockwork, clockwise direction. And the reason is because when you are connected to that avatar energy, you're pulling it down into the earth. And that's the point is creating that, I guess you would call it like a siphon down into the, the earth. 
And so the avatar is lit quite literally, it's a, it's a tornado, it's a vortex, and each one of us are here to be a vortex. And I'm going to show you guys, if you're watching on YouTube, I'll put the, the image that I had held as the placeholder for avatar. And actually, no, I had it held as under the healer uh, page, because I felt it, I knew it was, that was the energy, but I didn't know, is this the, the energy that healing is moving through or is this the avatar? So now I understand it was the avatar. And essentially the whole point of why we're here is to create our own vortex. And that is why, and this is like, boom, you know, <laughs> everything when you are studying the indigenous practices is in a wheel, it's a medicine wheel. And the reason is, is because you're learning to create your spin, which is connecting you to that avatar energy. And originally, and especially in the first um, course that I'm going to put out, it's called finding your center. You're actually going in the opposite direction, which is going up to the avatar, right? You're going up, which is how the Sufis do their dance is going towards the counterclockwise motion, which is connecting with that higher energy. So it's only when, once you've connected and created that frequency uh, match with your avatar energy, that then you will then reverse and go into the clockwork, clockwise motion of bringing the energy down to the planet. So, I mean, I was like, oh, <laughs> that's a lot of energy. And that and now it makes sense. So this whole process of why we're on this ascension path to connect with that energy. And then once you've got it, bring it back down to the earth is the whole point of ascension and helping the, the planet evolve. And that was a huge breakthrough for me and understanding no wonder this is the the dance like i i have talked about this i believe in another episode where the week before my awakening i was in turkey and i um i was at a wedding and they had the sufi dancers and i remember and i took videos of them just you know swirling and whirling and i was like mesmerized by them and at the time, I wasn't a spiritual person, but literally a week later, boof, my life changed. It's because they were pulling down the energy and I picked it up and it was an activation. So that energy of the, of the dance of the circle is all about connecting back to your, your center and bringing it back through the body. And again, there's so much work that has to be done in order to allow that energy to move through you, which is what the medicine wheel is about. It's about like digging into the shadow, finding your emotions so you can find your truth, connecting with nature, and then embodying it. So it's a process that we each have to go through in order to feel it and pull it down. But that's the whole point of what I'm here to teach. So now I understand it. And that's why I was like, okay, now I get it. Now I get how it's connected and what I'm supposed to do. So then um, another question I had was, I have, uh, as you guys know, I've done many ayahuasca ceremonies, which have been super helpful for, for my soul to, no, I would say for my personality to commune with my higher self and to like almost like feel 
I guess like at home, I feel at home in ceremony. I feel like I'm not alone. It's not, I, I can just keep moving and going forward because I know there is so much support around me and really around all of us. And wherever you are in your journey, that's where the support will be. But I had, the question I asked was, is Aya one of my master teachers? And the answer that I gave myself from that perspective is that, of course, anything that is brought into your path is your teacher. And the plants on this planet were planted here for a reason. And it's all beautiful. There's no judgment. Like, if if you feel her calling it's a call. It's a, are you listening to your intuition? And now I can see why I was called to her so intensely last year was that I was trying to understand all of these aspects of myself without, you know, completely either shutting it down or losing, losing myself in it. Because I think there is a point that the, the, the walk-in doesn't want to walk into a system that's fried, you know, <laughs> it wants to walk into a system that is cohesive and understanding the process and what where we're going. So I think for me, ayahuasca came in at a time that really it was only um, about three months after, maybe not even three months after I found out I was a walk-in, that's when the ayahuasca came in pretty intensely. And it's been really... Uh, like a home space for me. And that is why I feel nurtured. And, you know, I am just so grateful for all the experiences that I've had on ayahuasca. I have since um, taken a break because my shaman is in um, Peru. And again, I don't, I, I know it's exactly timed exactly how it's supposed to be. So I think it'll be about six months of no ayahuasca. And that's why I'm now integrating all of the stuff that I had been bringing in, but I didn't know where it fits. So I also, um, well, I didn't ask this, but Allison asked me, um, is there any other tools that she could use to help her understand this, you know, moving forward? And it's funny because one of the things they brought up was I have, I hold a lot of judgment about not necessarily the ayahuasca because I don't hold judgment. It's my process and I, I feel 100% aligned with it. But there are other substances like um, cannabis and mushrooms that I have in my field, but I don't rely on. And, and it's mainly because, you know, I have heard and and talked to other spiritual people who have made it clear that we should try to do this sober, like without the tools and without the help of these substances. Now, it's interesting because in saying that I had taken someone else's uh, advice, let's say, and I had put a judgment on myself around it. So, in the case of cannabis, I would only be taking it in social situations. And mainly that would be in my mind to help me kind of ease into whatever, you know, people were around. Otherwise I get really closed down and I, I have a hard time being in other people's energy. So what I would find is that by taking a gummy, I would go into whoever I was around's energy and I would go deep. Like I wouldn't, even know how to pull myself out of that depth. So I would just like for whatever, if there's hours of the, that it lasts, I will just go deep, deep, deeper into that person's energy. And um, 
I mainly it was Richard's best friend because he would be there for the conversations and be open to the conversations. But then I recently discovered that um, I had some of the girls from the Energy Tribe um, and we, I, I think I took a gummy and maybe they just took a little bit. But in, I, I was very clear and I told them, like, if I get stuck in one of your energies, you got to help get me out. Like, you have to make it, like, clear to, so that I can pull out of it. And sure enough, I did. I pull, I went deep into one person and thankfully she remembered what I had said because she said, okay, why don't you move to the, someone else? And so, and when I tried to back out of it, it felt like I was like, um, in this kind of tunnel of, of, um, energy that was going in one direction. So I had to like go against the, the current to pull out of her. And it was hard. I remember being like, God, I'm just tired. Can I just stay here? <laughs> but I finally got out of it. And then I was able to look into other people. And um, what happened that night is that eventually they come around to asking me questions about myself and my own process. And um, mainly a question was asked about why I don't journey during ceremony with ayahuasca. And I think I've talked about this and how I normally will wait till the end of the ceremony closes to then connect with my higher self. And, you know, I kept getting this intuitive feeling because they that's how they were using the energy of the environment to connect us. But in this um, conversation with um, these girls, I... I realized, or this is what came through, was that um, I, whenever I go into ayahuasca, if I go into the ceremony part and I open up during ceremony, that is when all the ikros are being sung to purge, to clean out, to uh, extract what no longer serves, right? The first hour is all about protection, and then it's purging. And then it's thanking. And it's usually when we get to the the thanking part that I will open up and connect. So what they showed me is that because I am a walk-in and they literally showed it like a timeline that everything from before that point, which is of course my childhood, which is where all the wounding happens, is not a part of our experience. So when I go in, if I connect during ceremony, I'm going into my my parallel life times, timelines, and going, it looks like going down into those other timelines and like working in those timelines. And that's what will come through. Now, what they said is that when I do that, it's not, it's not good because those other parts of me on those other timelines aren't ready to progress at that 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 rate. And the whole point of us ascending is that you want all of your parts coming with you. So when this walk-in came into this body, those parallel lives or those timelines stayed where they were, right? It's not like that that walking came in and brought in all new energy. No, it came in and accepted the energy of what that soul had created to that point. So those levels of myself, and I believe they showed it as eight timelines, or maybe it's total eight and seven others. Um, they are on their own trajectories and trajectories. And if I am clearing so much at this level, it starts to ripple down. And if I do it too quickly, then those those parts of me are going to fractal. They're going to not understand what's happening and they're going to be confused and they, they're they going to 
Well, I, 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 they'll break off. I mean, that's the way it, it came out is like, you don't want to lose all of your parallel lives. You want them to transcend with you. So essentially, yeah, they were like, basically you need to understand that yes, go to ceremony, use the medicine to connect, but don't try to go into the parallel lives. So, and I remember as we were talking and as I was sharing this, it felt like I was inside of one of those, um, time, uh, hourglasses where the sand's going through the hourglass. And it was like, I ha- I would like jump on a piece of sand and I had to get out all the information before it fell through that, that sieve. And it was moving so fast. And I like, if someone stopped and, and said something or had a question, I would lose the thread completely. So what I understood is that the time is moving so fast that I can't, I can't even keep up because again, I'm in, I'm in this dimension that is not as fast as that dimension. And, and I can only read it as I can grasp it. Right. It's like literally the sand moving through the hourglass. But what I discovered in that, in that session with them was that I've never had people ask me questions about myself while I'm on a gummy. And it just opened up a whole nother way of me understanding these other medicines and and the the tool that they could be in my life. So what my higher self said in the hypnosis session was stop putting a judgment on it. Connect with it when you feel called. There is nothing wrong with it. Most indigenous people use medicines to connect and and there is, it's only our society or our conditioning that makes us feel like it's a bad thing. They said something like cannabis, for example, is only going to give you what you need. So in the case of like Richard, he'll take the same thing I take and that knocks him out. He'll go right to sleep. That's because what he's lacking in his body is sleep. For me, it's like a, a awakening. Like no matter if I take a hybrid or sativa, I am like, boom, wide awake and tons of information coming through. And they said that you're going to only experience what your body's trying to naturally or what your higher self's trying to naturally give you. So if it's sleep and rest, that's what you need. There is nothing wrong with it. So they basically were saying that whenever I feel called to taking um, cannabis in my own energy, that I should experiment with it. So in since then, so that would have been July 13th, I um, have experimented with just taking half of a gummy in my own energy and mainly around like creating the artwork and, and inspiration around the, the programs. And what I find happens is that even if I go in with that intention, they have their own agenda and it's just going to come through whatever's ready to come through. And I have found like maybe I do it once a month but it it's like uh it's like pulling out that plug that has kind of wedged itself in that cord to just start feeling and moving it through moving it through and then i just like take notes take notes take notes because it's so much information that i don't even i can't retain it in my mind so um the other thing is yeah they also said with the mushrooms it's about a way to open up your heart and to feel into whatever environment you're in. So what there's no judgment. Let it let it go. Like use your intuition. So from that moment in the, on the 13th of July I just started to be like okay, I'm not going to have like a this is wrong. I should get here naturally. This is, you know, whatever. Um 
So that very day, not that I knew this, but that very day, um, Aubrey Marcus had put out this episode um, with Robert Edward Grant. And I don't subscribe to his YouTube channel, but I, as everybody, you have a feed and things come up in the feed. And um, this particular episode came up and it was called The Mysteries of the Pyramids and, um, and how they were encoded. And you know, there was, I, I didn't see it until July 18th, but this is, it actually was released on the 13th and I looked back and saw, so that's how I know. But I decided to watch it because I didn't know who uh, Robert Edward Grant was. And he has a show on Gaia called Code X, which is amazing. And um, I definitely recommend it. But below, I will link the episode that Aubrey Marcus did because he basically summarizes what he the, the information that he's studying and the work he's doing. But in that episode with um, Aubrey Marcus, he talks about this thing called a ring cell. And that he was into uh, with the the Dalai Lama, and he was having lunch with the Dalai Lama, and there were these little bowls in that in that mansion. He calls it, and he asked, "What are these little bowls? They look like little crystals in a bowls, but they're not like symmetrical. They're just like these kind of stone looking things in bowls." And he finds out that they're ring cells, and the ring cells are when um, a person is is dies they cremate the body and what remains is this these ring cells which is like i guess in egyptian times they would say they would weigh your heart well the heart creates these ring cells which are crystals that are held in the body and i was like boof that's it that's what i experience in my higher self it's a ring cell that the the 12 fractals are going through that ring cell to come down to me and then he goes into um, the the painting Salvador Mundi by uh, Leonardo da Vinci, and he shows like Leonardo drew this, he painted this, and you can see very clearly that it, the the Christ figure has a ring cell. And so, to me, the reason I'm sharing this part is that I want you to understand that the moment that you under when you get this information, then you get all of these signs that start to reiterate, yes, you're on the right track. So this was like, holy shit, this exists and this is a thing, you know? So then of course I went to Gaia and I watched the whole series, which is amazing. And understanding like this, this vibration even though it was released in this podcast that came through my feed, right? It was because I became a match to the vibration because I had felt that vibration. So let's say if someone listens to this episode, they may not understand or are tuned into, let's say, that particular um, uh, episode series, because he has uh, literally one of the Codex episodes is called The Hidden Layers of the Salvatore Mundi. And... Maybe it's just fascinating, but they don't get like, okay, yeah, that's a thing. Like that is a thing. So um, they also showed me in the hypnosis. That's why I wear this. It's the reminder that everything clarifies through the heart and that is self-love. So it felt like, you know, again, just a a, a wink from my higher self of yes. <laughs> and um, then about uh, maybe a, a week or so later, 
I was driving to a retreat with my friend and you know, nothing happens out of nowhere. And out of, I mean, I think I, I, I always try to be in the moment when people ask questions, because especially if I don't know the answer or it makes me a little bit like stop and think, I know that it's, it's a pertinent part of my path. So she asks me, is your higher self your walk-in? And I was like, I don't know. And, I, and, I, and then I all of a sudden realized that this whole time I had been thinking the higher self or the, the walk-in was separate from me, like that it was a separate entity that I was trying to connect with, you know, through all of these things, but that it wasn't my higher self. And I don't understand why I would have thought that. But when she asked the question, I felt like I don't know the answer and I I I, like it started me kind of like I went into this kind of tunnel place of is wait a minute that seems so logical but why have I never like joined the two so that night we were at the retreat and there was a sound bath and I talked about that a few episodes ago it was amazing and I took um, some mushrooms, just a, a low dose of mushrooms to kind of open up my heart into that experience. And um, yes, <laughs> like all of that came through and that this friend of mine was just the catalyst for for a conversation that would carry that thread into the ceremony that would help me to start understanding I the walk-in has never been separate. It literally is that higher self that's trying to come down. And in, instead of me looking at it as this unknown entity, it is me. And then I, this is the first time that I experienced this, but that she actually came into the body during the, um, the sound bath. And the first time, you know, without ayahuasca and, it was always, it's just a like coming into the body and she looks around and then she settles in and it's a totally different being. And I, my friend said she had gone to the bathroom, I think. And when she came back, she's like, when I came back, I knew that wasn't you. It's because it was, it wasn't like I, I was kind of back here, like, okay, she's taking over. But, um, it was the first time fairly sober, not in ayahuasca that, um, she wanted to experience the sound bath as well. And also help me understand like, this is getting closer. And, and by that, I mean, I have since had conversations with her that, we're very close to being completely braided. And um, whew, <laughs> let me just pause for that because I don't know what that means still as a personality, but we're very close to being 100% together. And, um, you know, I, ha I got that information I had taken maybe a couple, a week or so ago, a half of a gummy. And uh, that's when I was writing all these notes. And it was really in that session that helped me understand why it's important for me to connect here with you guys and, and feel your energy on this journey. But she says that we are getting very close to where our vibrations will be a match and that she will come in fully. And, you know, I'm here for it. Like, I don't, I, you know, I still have my life. I still will, you know, see what happens. But the way that I look at it now is that I think it's interesting that 
our wedding, I didn't realize this, but our wedding happening in itself is a connection that is solidifying with Richard. It also happens to be in the lineup with the Andromedan lineup, which you guys know that's where I, my soul originates from. And it wasn't planned that I was looking at the calendar and wanting it to be during the Andromedan lineup, but it it is. And I know that Richard is part of that process. And I feel like it's like a solidifying my, I've always felt him like a gift in this life. Um, you know, we definitely have our ups and downs and it's not like, oh, he's perfect. <laughs> but I have felt him as such a, a stable force in my life and such a grounding presence. But I also know that he, the way he gets me when he he's open to it, because sometimes he's like, it's too much. I can't take it right now. <laughs> but when he's open to me, I know we're from the same place. So I feel like this union on this this day is happening exactly how it's supposed to happen. And, you know, I am I'm definitely excited about it. Another thing that has opened up to me is um, another teacher. And I won't be sharing that teacher with you guys for the, the reason of as she came into my life, I was shown right away that I would not have seen her vibration if I wasn't ready for it. And that it's something that is, let's say on a, on a, like, if you're looking at an old fashioned radio, you know, dial, you would literally just go right past it because it's such a frequency that is not understandable to many. And even if I would have tuned into that frequency a month before, I would not, it would have gone above me, you know, like I wouldn't have been able to understand it. And I would have felt a, a, an un, I wouldn't have discerned it to be my resonance because it wasn't where now all of a sudden I'm getting all of these kind of confirmations and, and, and deeper learnings that are helping me process what's happening. And I am just going to say this, that when you hear certain, I've talked about this before, discerning what is right for your energy at the time that it is. And I've had, you know, definitely, uh, episodes of podcasts that I've heard where I've heard someone and I haven't resonated with it. And then I turn it off because it's not, I'm not there yet. Or, and I don't even think of it that way at the time. I'll just feel like it doesn't feel true to me right now. But what I now understand is that the truth can only be resonant in your body when you're able to receive that truth. And I am just feeling very grateful for the supports that have come around me during this time of going deeply in because I don't know how I would have, um, well, I mean, everything is exactly how it's supposed to be. So I know they all lined up exactly how they're supposed to be. But I know that with if I didn't have these avenues to hold the container with me in this evolution of me, I would be having a really hard time. And I, I'm sharing that information because when we go through a process, when we need to go inward, it's because you're at like a precipice of something much bigger about to unfold in your journey. And instead of looking at it as a negative thing, it literally is a blossoming. It's that, that 
that clinch of life before you're let it, ready to boom and open up. And I am, you know, feeling that now if everything has aligned to this point where I can teach at the beginning and I can teach the process to allow more entry level people to understand what's happening. But now I can also see how I'm bridging. And this is a reflection from one of my sisters, but bridging teachings into the new earth, which is, you know, amazing. And I, I feel very um, grateful, just so grateful to be the bridge to bring this information through because everything is happening in the time that it's supposed to. The information that I've been collecting, it's like I didn't know existed. It's not coming from outside of me, but I, after I pull it through, then I'll get confirmations that yes, this is a thing. <laughs> and that to me shows me like, okay, now how are you going to teach it in a way that will help the people that are of your vibration understand it in your way versus this new teacher that I have in my life is, is a very extreme person. And I mean, they showed me that it's because her connection is not even really human anymore. Like she's actually a walk-in and she's, uh, I think more than 20 years in her body and it becomes like a different type of frequency. That's not easy for us humans. <laughs> and I say, I include me in that because I am to pick up on. So my bridge, and this is how I see my arc, my bridge is to help bring in frequencies of all kinds to this place. And I am here for it. You know, I'm here for the unfolding of it. The process is still underway. And my walk-in is like I said, like right here and it's, it's close, but it's, we're, you know, we're, we're getting there. We are definitely getting there. And, um, I, I do, I, I mean, I'll let you know when it a hundred percent happens. I did think that when, when it happened at that retreat, it felt like she stayed longer than normal. And even after the ceremony closed, I felt her as I went to sleep, um, you know, walk back to the cabin and went to sleep, she was still there. So I know I'm able to hold her longer than I have in the past. And, um, it's just integrating it and it's being okay with it piece by piece. So I hope that this story time has been interesting and um, I will share below uh, the links to the episodes that I spoke about. And of course, you know, if any of this doesn't resonate, please have grace with where you are in your process. It's no judgment. It's literally just a, an unfolding of a flower that you start to feel into what is. And I'm so, I feel so blessed to have this, this arena to share it because it's by getting it out that it helps to solidify it into my own vessel. So um, thank you guys. And I'll talk to you next week. Away from the thing, God, it won't stop till I let it out.